Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. Today, we're, I believe we're going to conclude our, our current segment that we're on, which is stumbling blocks to engagement. We've been looking at this uh, for two weeks now. But the, the body of Christ has a responsibility. It has a stewardship regarding culture. In Genesis 2, the very first thing that God told man, I, I like to call it the original mandate, was to cultivate and to protect the earth, to protect the culture that God created on earth. And Adam failed in that, and uh, we, have, uh, we have had mixed results ourselves uh, in the stewardship God has given us regarding the mandate to cultivate and protect the culture that he handed over to mankind. Now, our text the last couple days, and, and we'll finish this up today, has been Matthew 16, verses 18 and 19. And we've been looking at this in the framework of God being sovereign. So many people use that, and I'm just going to be blunt, they use it as an excuse to not engage. They use it as an excuse to not engage. And some of that, I'm not actually blaming the people for that, because a lot of it comes down to how we've been taught about God being sovereign. And that we've been taught that since God is sovereign, there is nothing that can happen that is not his will. Well, that's really not the best way to define that. Uh, the bottom line is God is sovereign. He is all-powerful. There is none above him. And the way I like to put it is, is that God is sovereign. What he says goes. What he says goes. And the thing of it is, is if he says something is your choice, then nothing in heaven or earth or hell will keep it from being your choice. It is your choice because God said it is. And he is sovereign. And what has happened in so much of the body of Christ is God being sovereign has been used to take away what God told us was our responsibility. Now here in Matthew 16, 18, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you, I will give you, you, the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You see, there are so many things that if, uh, when we put it all together, see, I, I love this concept, and I'll try not to take too much time with this, but years ago I was sitting on uh, my parents' front porch, and they lived out in the country, and I was sitting there, and up in the corner of the porch, I saw a spider web. 
And I, I thought, well, is the spider still there? And I looked and I saw that he was. As a matter of fact, he was working on one side of, of the web, putting more strands in. And, and so I sat there and I watched him. And then he moved up into the corner near, near the, the ceiling of the porch. And I'm watching him and I see an insect flying around. And I'm wondering, is that insect going to get caught in that web? Sure enough, he bumped against it and I saw the, the spider came on alert. And then the insect moved around again. Next thing you know, he's caught in the web. And that spider went over and you know started tying him up, if you would. And while I'm sitting there watching that, it amazed me because, and, and, and I felt the still small voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to me and saying that his word was like that spider web that you cannot touch one part of it without all the rest of it vibrating. And see, what it caused me to see and understand is that the Word is all connected. You cannot disconnect one subject from another subject. They all, on some level, are interconnected. And if we don't keep them connected, then we're going to miss the point. And, and so often, uh, even you know, it's fine to study subjects, but we have to understand that nothing we believe about this verse can contradict what this verse says. And this verse doesn't do away with that verse. They have to agree. They might be different sides of the spider web. One part might be in the center, the other part might be on the edge. We've got to understand where they fit in the web, if you would. Now, the thing of it is, God is sovereign. And that is central to the Word of God. That's right in the center of the web. God is sovereign. And like I said, the way I'd like to define that in a very simple term is what He says goes. What He says goes. If light doesn't exist and God says light be, then what happens? Light becomes. Because what he says goes. And if God says you have the choice, that you, you are the deciding factor, that you get to make the decision, then you get to make the decision. And you see, without understanding this, if everything that happens is the will of God, then there is no stewardship. Because what I had, what I did had to be the will of God. So evidently God didn't want me to actually do that. God wanted me to be lazy. Because it couldn't happen unless it was the will of God. No, there's sin. And sin is not the will of God. And that's why you can do the will of God or you cannot do the will of God. That's why stewardship does come into play. And it's not just in our own lives. It's for many things. It is for anything that God says it is because he's sovereign. I also say to you that you're Peter and on this rock I will build my church. The ecclesia, that is, it was the legislative body of the Greek city-states. That ecclesia, if you would determined the culture. They set laws. 
They either allowed businesses or they restricted businesses. They appointed judges. Uh, in some cases, they uh, even determined whether or not they went to war. Uh, there, there were just there's a large variety, but the bottom line, if you put it all in together, the ecclesia determined the culture. And Jesus said, "On this rock, I'll build my ecclesia. I will build my group that will impact culture. That will determine that. That was really the the primary. That's the primary use of the word ecclesia." And it goes along with that because he didn't say on this rock, I'll build my church and we'll have a meeting every Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then we'll have some special meetings. <laughs> because a lot of people think Ecclesia is just an assembly. Well, we're going to get together. We're going to have an assembly. We, we, we're the Ecclesia. We're, we're, we're called out from the world and we're separate. We're going to have our meeting over here. No, that doesn't fit with what Jesus said in verse 19. On this rock, I'll build my ecclesia, and I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. In other words, this isn't just about having a meeting this is about deciding what is allowed to happen and what is not allowed to happen. Let me actually give you a Ray Eppert paraphrase here, a little poetic license to a degree. The spirit of, the, of it means the same. But Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you allow on earth will be allowed in heaven. And whatever you, well, excuse me, let me change that. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you do not allow on earth will not be allowed in heaven. And whatever you allow on earth, loose, will be allowed in heaven. See, so often we're wondering why God allows something, but he gave us the keys. The question is, is why are we allowing it? And again, none of this is talking about a violent thing. We're talking about engagement. Engagement. We have to be engaged in the culture. And the only thing necessary for evil to prevail is for good people to do nothing. Because in doing nothing, we are allowing evil to go unchecked. You see, I, I love what I heard somebody say. They said, we're not talking about legislating morality. We're talking about stopping people from legislating immorality. But you see, we're supposed to be salt. Salt is a preservative. Salt also affects the taste. If you would, both of those have relevance to culture. As a preservative, we're supposed to keep a God-honoring culture. We're supposed to keep a culture that is in alignment with God. 
And at that point, the culture does determine the taste. You know, if you you go out today and you interact in some things, uh, our culture is changing. Our culture is getting more crude. Our culture is getting more rude. Our culture is getting more selfish. That affects the taste. If you would, our culture lacks salt. Our culture lacks salt. Why? Because the salt's still in the salt shaker. The salt only goes two places. It goes to the shaker, the church, and then it goes home, back in the bag. And outside of that, it's not being put other places. We are called to be the salt. We're called to be the preservative against evil encroaching the culture. The, the rot of sin taking over the culture. We are supposed to be salt. That affecting the taste. Seasoned with salt. We don't dump a whole bag of salt on it. We just season it with salt. We don't make it to where everybody's got to be a Christian. No, we season it with salt. It just needs to be in alignment with God. They have to make their own personal choices about Jesus. But we are supposed to affect culture. God bless you. See you Monday.